after a record stock market day what is going on guys Naeem Alabadi here I hope you're all enjoying your day today we're going to be taking a look at Bitcoin's recent breakout from the 8750 level now at 8950 and talk about where we're headed in the short term medium term and long term we've also got some headlines to cover like the Federal Reserve's interest cut that just occurred alongside with Warren Buffett and Ray Dalio's recent statements on the health of the stock market and Bitcoin then I have some fun stuff planned for those of you guys watching make sure to like this video if you guys enjoy this content let's see if we can reach 200 likes I'm gonna be giving away principles by Ray Dalio to one of you guys that are watching live and I'm also gonna start giving away a book to somebody in the comments so if you guys are on YouTube Twitter Facebook post something in the comments and I will be choosing someone every single video to win principles by Ray Dalio. Let's go ahead and dive right into this Bitcoin technical analysis here. We're going to actually look at the daily chart and not much has changed since our last video. I'm going to drop some very key levels here and talk about the bullish and bearish case right now for Bitcoin. First and foremost, you can see we've got the 200 day moving average here in green, and that's a key support level that we stayed above today and that's actually why if you guys are a part of our discord group you guys know i posted a bitcoin long signal on coinbase here as you can see at 5 p.m and i had everyone see this and then of course we just hit our first target and the reason i posted that was because we were maintaining above that 50 uh, 200 day moving average which for me is a very bullish case for Bitcoin we don't want to go below that 200 day moving average here and that's why we'll keep this line red here and now we want to talk about what is the more bullish case for Bitcoin because at this point yes we can see some upside to 9280 but here is the problem if we only go up to around 9175 that would be very bad in my opinion because that would actually be a head and shoulder pattern which of course is a reversal pattern which means we may see downside following this breakout that is currently occurring now the good thing is we it is midweek it's Wednesday so there's less manipulation in the market uh, during the weekend there's a way more manipulation uh, and so my goal is for us to actually go above this area of 91.75 and find resistance at around 92.50 before most likely seeing a push back down in order to justify this rally back up and the reason I say that is we don't want to just continue up beyond 92.50 because then we could potentially be in a bull trap and so the key level that i'm watching right now in order to say that we are going to continue bullish is going to be above that 91.75 level so that we do not have a head and shoulder occur because when a head and shoulder occurs the right shoulder must be right where that left shoulder shoulder tops out at and if it goes above then it pretty much uh, unjustifies it as a head and shoulder pattern I see we've got our live audience first form Ali Rob Zach one world currency on good to have you guys on we'll also take some questions for you guys in just a second but this right here is extremely important for you guys to watch and then the last thing for the bullish scenario is going to be staying above this 50 week moving average right at around 85.50 right now so those are the levels I am watching in order for us 
to maintain this bullish momentum that we're seeing right now. And of course, there is a bearish scenario. And that bearish scenario is going to be us going below the 100 day moving average, which is here in blue at around 8400. And it's actually uh, just now starting to enter that $8,400 area. It was right around 8350 a couple days ago, if you guys were watching our live stream. Uh, but that right there is going to be my bearish scenario. So any longs that I have open will most likely be closed around that 8350 level. In reality, I would most likely close those around 82.30 just because we could potentially see a double bottom here. But the most important thing to realize here with the bullish and bearish case is as we start to see this break out, this was totally expected. If you guys look at shorter time frames, for those of you that are derivative chain uh, trading, which the majority of this market is deri derivative man, I always mess that up. It's like a damn tongue twister. But the majority of this market is derivative trading, right? Uh, and so unlike traditional markets like gold, where the majority is spot trading, uh, you know, the majority here is on leverage. And so understand uh, that we saw this beautiful ascending triangle form here. Uh, and of course, we just broke out of that. And I am expecting some further upside potentially to that 9175 area and hopefully uh, hopefully to around that 9250 area where we have the 50 day moving average uh, right around here, 9250, looking at this Bitfinex chart. And so those are the key levels that we are going to be watching right now uh, in order for us to continue bullish momentum. And so if we do find resistance at the 50 day moving average, hopefully we see some sort of a healthy pullback and then a continuation to the upside. Now, I do want to talk about some extremely important headlines here. But first and foremost, we want to cover some fundamentals, because as you can see with hash rate, with the upcoming halving, I know you guys are making fun of me from my video about the halving for saying it wrong. I really don't care if I'm saying it right or wrong. You know, the way I say it, it's the, the halving, the halving people say it in different ways. But the point is, our hash rates with miners are hitting new highs, and we're seeing a consistent increase, which is very healthy for Bitcoin, of course, seeing more people mine it is showing that there is a strong demand for Bitcoin. And as soon as that halving happens, when we go from the 12.5 Bitcoin reward system for miners down to 6.25, it's cutting it in half. We most likely are going to see very high price levels, as we talked about in our video two days ago, potentially $100,000, right? And so we have a beautiful analysis on TradingView that shows that for those of you guys that have seen that. So looking at hash rate, things are looking extremely well. Looking at Bitcoin transactions per day, another key fundamental. You can see we just saw this new peak. This is a very key chart because you can see it actually predicted the bull market in 2017 and also predicted the bear market because you can see during the bear market transactions per day went to all time lows and then not all time lows, but very low levels in comparison to where we were at in 2017, of course. And then as we started to see more bullish momentum, this market transactions per day continued to increase. So let's take some questions from our live audience. Go ahead and post them in the chat. And if you guys have questions in the comments, I'll also go ahead and address those after this video is published since we do this live. But I do want to cover some very important key headlines right now. And of course, Ray Dalio, the one who wrote this book, Principles, one of my favorite books about the traditional markets alongside with just investing and life principles has a headlined article here that I think is extremely important talking about what's happening in the overall economy. And I want you guys to really 
listen here and i'm going to go over the s p 500 the dow the nasdaq to show you what i'm expecting because something that not a lot of traders are talking about right now is where is bitcoin correlating how is it correlating it's not correlating with gold anymore so what i've noticed recently and i'm going to tell you guys a little secret here don't tell anybody is we are correlating with the s p 500 more than ever look check this out drop push up push down push up the reason i posted the long signal today in our discord for those of you in our discord group is because i knew we saw a push up in the s p 500 and i knew we were correlating with the s p 500 which is cool because not a lot of people thought that bitcoin would be correlating with an equity market like that but for some reason it went from correlating with gold to now correlating with equity markets and to be honest with you i'd rather have bitcoin correlate with equity markets than gold because at the end of the day equity markets have outperformed gold and every other asset class including real estate for the last hundred years and so i'd like to hear from you guys in the chat i see we've got g bailey edward park dare to be on twitter would you guys rather have bitcoin correlate with gold or equity markets the funniest thing about it is the fact that it switches what it correlates with bitcoin is its own monster and of course india just lifted its ban we're going to be talking about that in just a second and why that's important for you guys to realize how fundamentally sound bitcoin is looking heading into 2021 and the next quarter of 2020 and so looking at the s p 500 you can see it correlated it dropped it saw push up it saw push down and then before it went up we saw the s p 500 go up and that's why i made the long call because i knew well, if it's correlating with S&P 500 right now, I don't see why that's just going to change out of nowhere. And of course, there were a lot more reasons we posted that, including staying above the 200-day moving average. But we'll talk a little bit about that after we go through this article, because that's the reason we're talking about traditional equity markets right now. It's because Bitcoin is correlating with the S&P 500. Shh. Ray Dalio, coronavirus will create emotional but not economic impacts. Why am I going over this? We'll read this. Ray Dalio is predicting the outbreak of the novel coronavirus will come and go and leave a big emotional impact on the world but probably will not leave a big sustained economic impact and i'm going to tell you why warren buffett also agrees with this because he just made a huge investment while he's been sitting on record cash for a very long time so it's very abnormal for that to happen but he's betting on the coronavirus as just a short-term downturn so you can see and think about this if we're correlating with equity markets with bitcoin well what happens in equities are going to really matter as we start to see Bitcoin head up. So you can see here it says containment of the virus will occur best where there are one capable leaders who are able to make executive decisions well and quickly. I know we can sit here and argue that Trump is a capable leader, or not a capable leader, but so far he's been a capable leader in my opinion. So we cover that here in the U.S., right? A population that follows orders. I think the majority of developed countries has a population that is capable of following orders correct number three a capable bureaucracy to enforce and administer the plans of course that has to do with law enforcement that has to do with things that we have here and have had here for decades and so we've got a sound system of enforcement and administration and then lastly a capable health system to identify and treat the virus well and quickly obviously we've got a very advanced healthcare system here and so does canada and so does uk so does china and so things are looking good for developed countries you can see here he ends this by saying major developed economies will be less good but okay and the less developed nations will be dangerously worse of course that's for the less developed nations and you know my sympathy goes out to them hopefully things get better for them but at the end of the day 
you look at what happened in Africa with Ebola, you look at what happened with SARS, and of course, they're always the ones hit the hardest. And then lastly, it says here, the fact of the matter is, history has shown that even with big death tolls have been much bigger emotional affairs than sustained economic and market affairs. And it ends here by saying, the actions taken to curtail business activities will certainly cut revenues until the virus and business activity reverse, which will lead to a rebound in revenue. That should lead to a V or U-shaped financials for most companies. And what he means by a V-shaped financial is if we look at the S&P 500's recent correction, not the one that's happening right now, is it'll show you exactly what's most likely going to happen right now with the S&P 500 and quote-unquote Bitcoin as well for correlating. And this is the V-shaped correction he was talking about. It's where we see a huge drop. This was a 20% correction, and then we went right back up to normal levels. And of course, if that happens right now for the S&P 500, because you can see it's currently happening, it was the fastest drop down. This might be the fastest drop uh, push up. That V-shape could more than likely correlate with Bitcoin, taking us back up to the $10,400 resistance level to then continue up. And so very important key fact here to support this article. And by the way, if you guys enjoyed that, Put it into the comments. I see we already have some questions here. Rob says, where did you find that coronavirus chart from the last stream? I'll tell you in just a second. Just type in John Hopkins coronavirus interactive chart and you'll find that. It's the most advanced chart. We'll actually have to go over that because I want you guys to see how severe the news makes this look versus how not severe it really is. And so and I know we'll get a lot of pushback on that. But understand here, Warren Buffett, one of the smartest intelligent investors in the world, Owner of Berkshire Hathaway says, Warren Buffett can't resist this bargain as he buys amid coronavirus correction. Remember, he's been sitting on record cash. I think it was over $130 billion in cash that Berkshire has been sitting on. They haven't been investing. They haven't been acquiring companies. And I'll tell you exactly why you can see this. Berkshire Hathaway acquired more than 976,000 Delta Airlines shares for about 45 million dollars the delta purchase also comes as buffett has had trouble finding other places to put his money the notorious bargain hunter has avoided large merger and acquisitions and instead repurchased berkshire hathaway stock in q4 but he put in four 45 million dollars in stock amongst this coronavirus downturn what does that mean well it's showing confidence in the fact that this is a very short-term correction and if Bitcoin is correlating with equity markets, then of course that is very positive for Bitcoin as well. Now, Federal Reserve announces first emergency rate cut since the financial crisis. A lot of people were freaking out about this, but I think it's cool because you can see the Federal Reserve, they kind of created a little bit of a cushion for themselves. And I know everyone's talking about a recession coming, right? But we can hear and, and we can sit here and talk about a recession coming all day long. We can say that next month and the next month. And of course, yes, there's recessions coming, but we just had a 20% correction. We're seeing some very good signs of a recovery. I don't think the recession is coming anytime soon. At the end of the day, people will say that to gain your attention. They're trying to, you know, keep, keep you locked in listening because fear obviously is a strong emotion, but I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm a realist. I've always been a realist. I always come with the most transparent information to you guys. And I'm telling you right now, recession's most not likely not coming just yet. And I'll tell you why. I think our federal bank is doing a good job. You can see they ra they raised interest rates in 2017 steadily until 2019. And that gave him a cushion to be able to lower the interest rates when something like this happened. So it was a precautionary measure, measure that they've now used as a way to go ahead and put more into the economy. Because of course, the economy is slowing down. But at the end of the day, I think it's a good thing. 
there was this really funny satellite image of China showing no smog for like the first time ever in decades after all of their factories have been shut down, right? How is that not a good thing, right? It's like mother nature always has its way of getting back at us. And I think that's what the coronavirus was. Same thing with Microsoft. And I think even today, there was a major company in Seattle that said, I think it was Microsoft. They said, all workers, you have to work from home. I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing something like the coronavirus in our economy, in our global economy, because it makes companies more creative. It brings out problems that maybe were hidden under the rug for a very long time and forces companies to solve them, right? I think at the end of the day, it's a break. It's, it's giving us a break. We've been on this crazy grind and it's like, damn, we need a break. And guess what typically happens when a professional athlete takes a short break? They recover and they come back stronger than ever. You can see here it says the Federal Reserve slashed interest rates by half a percentage point on Tuesday, which if you guys don't understand what that means, it makes it a lot easier for people to borrow money because it's at a lower interest rate. Banks are you know, going to have less to pay in order to utilize money. A bold attempt to give the U.S. economy a jolt in the face of concerns about the coronavirus outbreak. We just talked about how not serious it is based on Warren Buffett's action and as well as ray dalio's prediction if you guys don't know ray dalio bridgewater the largest private hedge fund in the world manages over 130 billion dollars in assets and he's the one that predicted the 2008 crisis being one of the only hedge funds that lost less than one percent while most hedge funds lost 60 percent during the crisis of 2008 and you can see here it says it was the first unscheduled emergency cut since 2008 and also marks the biggest one since then so i don't think it's a big deal we don't have to spend too much time on that this is a pretty big deal in my opinion india's supreme court nullifies central bank crypto trading ban i think a big part of this was when donald trump actually went and visited india right i think that was a huge catalyst you can see if you actually go into this article on the bottom it says here that the uh you know the rbi here defended its actions taking the matter of supreme court which pro procrastinated for months right uh, i think donald trump really came in there and gave him a little slap in the face and said guys you got to open yourself up to new opportunities you have to open yourself up to new things and i think the supreme court finally said what well, we'll read here it says the reserve bank of india has been making every effort to ban any dealings in crypto assets by individuals and businesses but its campaign which began in april 2018 with circular instructing banks and companies not to deal with digital assets is now over they're allowing that and so why is this positive well understand banks and companies now that couldn't deal with digital assets in india where they have a population of over a billion people are now allowed since yesterday's announcement to deal with digital assets and cryptocurrencies still also contributing to this rally that we're seeing today and the one that we predicted for those of you guys in our discord group and you guys sometimes undervalue the importance of our discord group but for those of you that have it on your phone and you're getting these notifications i mean how cool would it be for you to just be in the supermarket get a notification bitcoin long entry 70 or 87.50 target 89.50 and be like holy crap bitcoin's about to go up and the next thing you know what three or four hours later bitcoin shot shoots up to 89 so understand that what we're doing here the reason we have almost a dozen analysts watching the markets for you guys is we want to make sure you guys get the best quality information amongst all of the fog and the delusional information that's out there because i think there's a lot of that and so hope you guys appreciate that if you guys do make sure to like the video and let's clear these articles up by showing you guys this amazing video i found here with billionaire kevin o'leary 
debating with this man named Anthony Papaliano about Bitcoin. I think this was one of the most profound videos I've ever seen and most profound debates I've seen about Bitcoin's true intrinsic value. I can't even explain it better than what this video could show because this is a billionaire fighting with somebody about Bitcoin. The billionaire saying Bitcoin's useless. It's going to zero. While this guy's like, well, let me answer any questions you have because I'll tell you right now. You know, I have a different belief system. And I completely agree with Anthony and I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Trust me, this is worth your time. After this, we'll take some more questions from the live audience, give away this book. But just watch this seven minute video and I'll watch it here with you guys. Bitcoin bulls are back. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, yesterday CME Bitcoin futures, $1.2 billion in volume. Uh, a lot of these exchanges are seeing uh, all time highs in volume. And I think that uh, we've seen the bottom of the bear market. But why? And who are these people? Yeah, I think there's two things. So one, definitely institutions are starting to come in. You see Fidelity announcing that they're going to start uh, their custody and trading backed uh, the de uh, deadline for July. Uh, but retail also is coming in, right? And I think what you're seeing is two things. One, uh, it's a very scarce asset. We're about a year out from the halvening. So it's going to get about half as scarce uh, in the monetary schedule. That sounds really exciting. The, <laughs> so it, it, historically, that's been a big moment in terms of it really is a price driver uh, because it reminds people that uh, there's only 21 million of these. It's just an arbitrary thing, right? Cut it in half in terms of the units? Preset uh, every four years, basically the amount that is created every 10 minutes gets cut in half. So right now it's 12 and a half Bitcoin every 10 minutes. In May 2020, it'll get cut to 6.25. So if you believe in scarce assets, that's a big moment. And we're about a year out from that. Uh, and then the other thing I'd say is uh, I think that the trade war actually has a little bit to do with it, right? This idea that we're watching, you know, essentially a trade war play out on Twitter. You look at a non-sovereign currency, and, and I think that there's some kind flip, of safety. Flip that about around, it. though. If, if, if this trade war gets solved, does, does Bitcoin go down? It could, right? I think that the big thing here is if you look at the macro trend, uh, Bitcoin has seen three drawdowns over 80% in its lifetime in the last decade, uh, but it is the best performing asset. And uh, one of the corollaries I draw is uh, if you look at Amazon stock, right? So Amazon's drawn down over 90% twice. Uh, the intra-year drawdown is over 30% on average, right? So it's a, a pretty volatile stock in that sense. Bitcoin's done very similar things, uh, but what it continues to do is set new yearly lows, right? So don't look at the highs, look at the lows. And again, it's just supply and demand. If you have a scarce asset and demand well, increases, Mr. Wonderful thinks it's worthless. Well, I, I called it garbage I, this I morning. Explore the idea, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> I want to explore the idea that there is nothing here except raw speculation. Mm -hmm. No different than when I go to Las Vegas and put my money on black or red on a roulette wheel, because where is the intrinsic value inherent in deploying real capital, let's talk real mm -hmm. money here, and putting it into Bitcoin as a storage of value? I get gold for 2,000 years, including the Romans. They saw value in, in, in owning that as an asset class. Tell me why this, which is basically a digital um, game, mm -hmm. that's the way I look at it, has any intrinsic value. When people actually put real money into this, they make no interest, they can't pay their taxes with it, the regulators don't like it, which is always a problem for compliance, and where's the long-term value? Just this this idea that they're going to cut the number of units in half? That's such a scam. <laughs> like, that's just totally BS. So I would say two things. One is um, it's disruptive technology. So if you look at it from a technology standpoint. But that, that also has an odor of BS to it. It, it, it. Look, everything that's new seems different, right, in the beginning. And, and I think that what you've got to realize is with Bitcoin specifically, money is a belief system. So the U.S. dollar, the only reason why you and I use it is because we believe it has value. So I give you a dollar, you give me a good or service in exchange. Right. We believe that it has value. Bitcoin 
has value because two people who exchange it believe it has that value. And what we're seeing is the volume, right? Look at people using it. That, that's the ultimately what, what matters. What about all the other crypto crap? There's lots of other coins. Uh, I, I believe Bitcoin is the king and is going to stay the king for that's a very true. long time. So I taught a class at Harvard 18 months ago that you know, young people in that class challenged me. I put $100 into something called Coinbase, mm -hmm. which is a wallet thing. And uh, you buy Bitcoin? I bought them all. I bought all the crypto crap. <laughs> I put $100 in. It's now worth 30. 30. Well, why did you buy all of them? percent loss on my crypto crap. Yeah, probably yeah. at 20000 you bought Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I think that really sucks. And I think people should understand today that the hot digital is Bitcoin. Tomorrow it could be whatever, right? Uh, again, I think that Bitcoin, the, the reason why Bitcoin is uh, getting so much attention, uh, it's the best performing asset in the last decade. Right, it's drastically outperformed S&P, uh, every other kind of uh, financial asset that's out there. And the second thing is um, the institutions are coming in because Bitcoin is actually a better store of value. It's more transparent and more secure. So regulators, they actually like Bitcoin in the sense of law enforcement can track criminal activity. Right, every single transaction is done on a public ledger. I'm you not can sure see the law enforcement loves Bitcoin. I, I've uh, interviewed a DA agent who uh, came on, and they would love for criminals to use Bitcoin over U.S. dollars in cash. I want to get into conspiracy here, but at the end of the day, you know, when you see where Bitcoin was used during the Silk Road, and that was all drugs being, you know, back and forth. But think about what happened after that, right? So eventually, the CIA took down the Silk Road, and they busted all of those drug guys. I have. I don't want to start conspiracy here, but I personally think the government started Bitcoin. I, I, you know, because if they didn't, why would they allow it? You know, it's obviously something that can really disrupt it. I don't know if it's our government. I, I, you know, I think there is something a central authority behind it. You know, but at the end of the day, you got to realize, you know, they busted a ton of drug lords using Bitcoin, and so what he's saying right now is really important because this comes from the origins of where Bitcoin came from, right? Cash, right? It's much more traceable. And so what law enforcement is saying is they want these digital currencies used, uh, Bitcoin specifically, because of the public, public nature of the transactions, easier to track the criminal activity. After the fact. After the fact, yeah, of course. Well, U.S. dollars, you can't track it before or after. Last time this had a big run up to 20,000 and people started talking about assets with it, the SEC were, was handing out subpoenas like birthday cards. They were doing it for the ICOs. So ICOs are essentially people who took the concept of a blockchain or a, a cryptocurrency token, uh, and they're using it for fundraising for companies. And so you can imagine if you go out and solicit funds from investors and you do nefarious things, the SEC cares I mean, that was, and they want to come talk to you. That was basically fraud. I mean, you're yeah. talking about instances of fraud. And the fact of the matter is, is Bitcoin has been acting pretty well in, in respect to the recent bad news hitting the sector. We had a hack of of uh, Binance. Binance, and then we also have the New York AG bringing charges against Tether and Bitfinex, so, and the coin has done Melissa, if it's a real currency, well in, why can't I pay my taxes with it? Why you can. Why the IRS take it? You can. In the state of Ohio, they accept Bitcoin as for taxes, and uh, there's other states that are working on it now. Federally, you think it'll ever get there? For sure. Wow, you're an optimist. When? When? Uh, I, I'm not in the business of making bets on the, the uh, federal government's regulatory uh, decisions. Do we hit the past highs? Again, I, I definitely think that we will. Right again. So what sort of time frame? Look, that, that's the hard part. The way that I think to, to look at this, it's a non-correlated asymmetric return asset. So you guys in the Discord, when, when is it going up? When is it going? You posted the signal. When is it going up? When is it going up, Naim? <laughs>
And uh, we definitely, in my opinion, we've hit the bottom of the bear market. We've now entered into this bull market. Uh, historically, about a year out from that happening uh, period is, is when that kicks off. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we enter kind of a two to three year bull market now. Mm-hmm. Um, and 20,000, I think, will be a blip on the radar, just like previous past highs were. Only Bitcoin, none only other, Bitcoin. No other crypto crap. I'm not here to talk about anything else but Bitcoin. It seems like it, it, you would think that if, if it's all boats would rise in this tide of crypto. It, it, so for your portfolio, here's the number one thing I can tell you as to why you should own Bitcoin. It's a non-correlated asymmetric return asset that the value drivers of all of your equities, everything else is tied to earnings, GDP, interest rates, right. etc. The problem is that Bitcoin is not tied to anything. Well, neither is U.S. dollars, and how big is your cash position? You know, I, I, I look, I love your optimistic view of it. You haven't changed my mind at all. It's still <laughs> garbage, and I'm not going to take real money and put it into this thing. It's never going to happen. So I think this is really important because if you guys see this analysis that we actually posted at 7,500, I actually made this chart myself while I was in Utah skiing, and I talked about how I believed that that was the bottom of the bear market. And of course, so far, we've followed this chart quite well. And of course, there's a lot of fundamentals that have to do with this chart, including the May 2020 BTC halving, the 2020 traditional market recession, the bullish gold price action, things that we're now starting to see come to fruition. It's not like I'm one of those analysts that sit here and post charts all the time until one comes right. No, the chart I posted before this was actually predicting the top and shorting Bitcoin at around 91.88 and actually predicting the exact target, as you can see here, of that short and where we we're going to fall. And so, the reason that's the way it is is I, I'm not sitting here trying to brag, but then you know I've been in this market for uh, you know I think almost 11 years now, you know, so it, it's been a very long time, and and so understand the fact that there are predictable things in this market, and this $100,000 target is not something that is unbelievable. So if you guys agree with the young man, like this video, and we'll go ahead and give away this book as well if you guys want to participate in this giveaway turn on your post notifications on youtube so you guys know when i'm on we're going to be trying to do a monday wednesday friday live stream of course uh and let's go ahead and actually pull up this chart here once again and we will wrap this video money taking real dollars that i'm making that i want to to mention that i think it's extremely important the question for the book giveaway is going to be garbage is better than garbage sorry about that what's going on so the book giveaway question will be do you guys have more confidence and I think I've asked this before, but I want to ask this once more. Do you guys have more confidence in equity markets or gold? Put that into the chat and I'll tell you why that question I think is important for us to get a crowd opinion on that. I see we've got Matt running on YouTube saying he has never approached about this. Have you seen the video of Kevin saying our great cryptos are years back from this? No, I haven't seen that. Dare to be says a month trial giveaway. Well, if you guys are in the normal Discord group, we post like, you know, one out of 15 signals in the free signals chat and all of our results. So that's almost like a free trial there in itself. Dare says uh, become healthier economies after shaking. Jason says July 2019. What are you guys talking about? Let's see here. John says Bitcoin. Synonymous says equity markets. I didn't even use Bitcoin as an option, but if you want to say Bitcoin, that's completely fine as well. Los Vucci says equity. Hassan, equity markets. John on YouTube, equity markets. Newgrounds, equity markets. Jonathan, equity markets. Dare, gold. Interesting. Michael, equities and Bitcoin are highly 
correlated. Well, Michael, it wasn't like that in the past, uh, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, which I'm not because you can look at charts, but Bitcoin was highly correlated with gold. Uh, it wasn't highly correlated with equity markets until now we started to see a very high correlation with equity markets. And it seems like the whales that are behind Bitcoin are switching up their mindset. And I think they're switching it up in a positive manner because when you look at historically gold, and, you know, it's interesting because they call Bitcoin the digital version of gold. Uh, but, you know, gold has had a very volatile past. And so when you look at traditional markets like the SPX, S&P 500, you know, it, 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 people make fun of it, but it only goes up. Right. And, and so if I were to have an asset and I wanted to correlate it with something, I'd say correlate with equity markets because the asset only goes up. And so it's interesting. It, show, it kind of shows you that most people, uh, at least watching this, they have more confidence in equity markets and gold. And so I think it's a good thing that we're starting to see the correlation with S&P 500. But of course, that could always alternate as it already has between gold and S&P 500, which is why I think Bitcoin is such a versatile asset and it's such a beautiful asset. And I've talked about this in the past, uh, but of course, you know, uh, there's use case to it on a daily basis. You know, I personally have seen 50, 60, $100,000 transferred overseas from different countries to other countries and to the US and all of these different transactions that I've seen on Bitcoin's, you know, uh, public blockchain utilized by professionals, you know, and, and very wealthy people. And of course, uh, there's use case to it. And that's the point. And then, it, you know, even beyond the, high, the higher upper class, you look at the middle class and or even the lower class, like a Filipino worker that is in the US that wants to send money back to his family in the Philippines, doesn't have to go through Western Union and pay a $35 transaction fee when $35 is a week's worth of food in the Philippines. I've been to I've been to that area of the country. I've been to Bangkok. I've been to Thailand. You know, when when I went there, I was able to get dinner for a dollar fifty. And, and so understand that currency has a lot more power there. Uh, and so a person would rather just send their money through Bitcoin. So the winner of this book will be John Sabroco. He said equity right after Hassan. Send me a message on Discord and I will send you uh, this book, One Day Shipping on Amazon Principles by Ray Dalio, my favorite book on investing and life principles. Uh, goes over a lot of good things. But my game plan is as we possibly, uh, or not possibly approach a recession, because I don't, I don't think that's just yet coming, but what is a proper game plan during volatile times like this when it comes to your money and where you put it? And so what I will tell you right now is for me personally, understand this. Yes, we might see this V-shaped correction. We might see the stock market continue up, but I'm still very, very, very in money market accounts to beat, uh, to beat uh, inflation, of course, and stay in cash because I think that since the market has already shown us how fast it can go down, you know, the fastest in history, then I just don't feel good having money in a market like this right now. And so outside of trying to move from equity markets to cash over the next few weeks, I think another good, uh, you know, uh, uh, another good strategy is a, a, a dollar cost averaging uh, routine into Bitcoin and gold. If you don't trust Bitcoin, then it could be gold. If you don't trust gold, it can just be Bitcoin. And when I say dollar cost average routine, it's buying, let's say $100 or $1,000 or whatever it might be of Bitcoin on a weekly basis on the same day, the same day, the same time, no matter what, and never selling, right? So you're starting to dollar cost average and hedge 
yourself in that asset. Of course, you don't want to do that with all of your income. I would say if your net worth is under a million, then maybe 10%. And if your net worth is above a million, maybe 30% of your investable income or your monthly income into something that you can hedge against equity markets alongside with commodities. And so I just don't feel comfortable being in an equity market that can go down so fast like that, just from a virus. And so, you know, yes, we might see a recovery. Yes, this might not be the recession just yet, but I'm still going to be precautious about where I hold my money. And I would rather have more cash with some Bitcoin and possibly even gold than I would anything else at this point in time. And so if you guys agree with that and appreciate that type of uh, insight, like this video. I will see you guys in the Discord. I'm going to wrap this up early. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, let's take a look real quick at the coronavirus chart here from John Hopkins University, one of the most uh, intricate and advanced charts of what's happening right now. Uh, I think this is really important for you guys to see because realize the news is going to make this look a lot worse than it really is. But you can see we've got more recoveries than confirmed cases every single day right now since Valentine's Day. The only reason we saw such a huge, huge, huge uh, outbreak of fear within the global population was because China forgot to report the majority of its cases on the 13th. And so they had an abnormal amount of cases reported on that day. And that shocked the world because, of course, they're not actually paying attention to what's really happening. But in reality, if you look at what hap has happened post Valentine's Day, we've only seen a lot more positive results here. If you can see behind me, I'll get out of the way for you guys. All this green, right? So very positive here for the markets. Um, I would do, I know I wanted to do some equity market uh, analysis, but um, you know, in, in reality, if you guys want, I'll show you my Dow Jones analysis if it's still up here. Um, you know, I, I think we'll continue to see a V-shaped recovery. You know, I think we're going to continue. We've got some resistance levels here that we're just pushing right through as if they're not even there. Um, and so I, I'm really believing we will continue up and see that V-shaped correction. Um, you know, with the interest rates being cut and, you know, it could be a temporary bandaid over what could come. But, um, you know, just me personally right now, as I've mentioned before, uh, I'm looking to also, you know, the last thing is talking about real estate. You know, I think real estate's he heading towards some very, very hash producing asset with real estate. And it's just a uh, property sitting there could be time to sell if you've seen some major returns on that already when it comes to equity. And so, you know, at the end of the day, the best thing you want to do during a recession, you know, and I, I saw a Reddit post on this and, and I'll, I'll end this video with this during a recession, right? Because I think this really gave us a little bit of a shock saying, hey, recession can happen at any time. Long term strategy, but pay attention, right? Like if you can avoid the the, 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 the bad times, why not try your best to do that um, in a smart way, right? So it's not in and out. It's, it's making one entry and one exit a year, maybe, or one entry and one exit every five years, right? So it's, it's, it's hold and pay attention. So if you guys like the hold and pay attention strategy versus a hold and forget about it strategy, say something in the comments. I'm going to wrap this baby up. Sayad said, if I dollar cost average it, when do we sell the Bitcoin? Like I said, hold and pay attention, right? If you see it double, if you see it go back to 20,000, Obviously, we might see some resistance there, right? If it goes to 100,000, it might not be a good time to just keep holding it, right? If you've got it at 9,000. So it's a hold and pay attention strategy, Sayad. Michael Saracino from Twitter says, let's buy an apartment building together. Um, yeah, I actually currently do have some property uh, in Florida. Um, looking to get into multifamily soon. Uh, currently just doing duplexes to not have to go and get commercial loans and stay with uh, personal loans because commercial just takes a little bit more. SG says, 
I'm a play the swings person. I love it. Scotty says, agree, Holden, pay attention. It's good to see you on, Scotty. So thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this content. Like this video. And until Friday, have a wonderful day, guys. See you on the Discord.